0: You're listening to My Solo Road by Divine Media. Hello, friends. Welcome back to My Solo Road. It is your host, Sydney. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm sitting in San Diego right now, just enjoying the lovely weather that is not happening in the Midwest or like anywhere else in this country. So blessed. Uh, We love to be here. And we do typically come here in the winter before going down to Mexico. But my new van is currently getting built out in San Diego. So you probably already know that, but I do have a van being built out here. And so we're probably just going to hang in San Diego for a while before or like while, while that's being built. And then when it's done, hopefully we will still have time to go to Mexico before I have to fly to Costa Rica for my first Trova trip this year, which a few of you will be coming along with me on that trip. So I'm very excited for that. I do think as we get closer to all the Trova trips, like randomly people's life things have been coming up. And so I'm going to link all of the trips this year in my the show notes on my website for this particular episode. And I'll link them on my website in a few different places, but you can always find them on the Trova Trip website as well. Randomly, people will have to drop out. And so we've had a couple people not be able to make their trip. And so I think we still have one or two places. Like every time I bring it up, then the spot gets filled. And then on a different trip or something, someone else will have to cancel. So there's always spots opening up if you are on the wait list You should get an email here and there whenever that does happen. I will also, once each trip gets closer, email you uh, myself and just let you know if there are any spots available. Anyways, hoping to get down to Mexico before I go on my first one to Costa Rica. That's the whole point there. Also, in two weeks, Henry and I are going to be going to Disney World. You know how I recently went to Disney World with my mom and my sister. I surprised my mom in Disney and we had such a great time. I think we were only there for like two and a half or three days. And the whole time I was there, I just kept thinking to myself, Henry would love this. He would love that. I wish he could ride this roller coaster with me because Henry's never been to Disney World. He went once when he was a super, super young kid. He remembers nothing. And he actually was like, uh, his family always makes fun of him because my family is such a Disney family. And when he went, when he was a little kid, he was like, screaming, crying, just hated everything, and so he has, like, kind of a negative perception of it, but he was, he was, like, two or something, so we're gonna be changing that in two weeks, and it's just gonna be him and I hitting up Disney for four days, and I'm so pumped, A, to go back, and B, to be there with Henry this time, so that is also happening. Today's episode is with the one and only Joe Johnson Overby. It is exciting for a couple of reasons, the main one being because she is awesome, and I will talk about her in just a minute. But also because this is the last of the pre recorded episodes. Obviously, they're all technically pre recorded, but what I mean by that is I've explained a few times how this past year, when I was taking some time off from posting podcasts, I was still recording them. And so I recorded this sometime in the last year. I honestly do not remember when. And Joe and I just sat down, had a great conversation. I got to know a lot more about her, and I really just wanted to share that conversation with you guys but Joe is super cool. She is married to a guy named Matt. They have a baby named Gardner. They live in a house in Northwest Arkansas, and a very different life than myself. I feel like I tend to gravitate towards people sometimes that remind me so much of my sister, and uh, she just kind of has that. They live much more similar lives than she and I do, but I just love that energy. Henry and I obviously at some point will be moving towards that ourselves, and I just discovered her on TikTok really a couple years ago and started following her, loved following her. She's followed me for a little while and so we just became internet friends and then we sat down to do this podcast and so I just want to introduce her to you guys and I also don't want the podcast forever to like Have to be van people or travel people. I know that's what I do. That is what you are likely interested in. But I have so many people in my life that don't live in vans and they don't like traveling is not their shtick, you know? And so I really just want to introduce more of those people onto the podcast as well, whether it be an online friend who just doesn't do that or somebody in my personal life, like family who've been on the podcast before but i just want to do more of that so we are doing it today this is joe johnson overby and i hope you enjoy listening a little bit about her and i also just love sitting down with her and getting to know her on a much better level than we had before okay we are back with miss joe johnson overby do you go by that full name
1: i uh, don't but I do on the internet.
0: Perfect. Okay. What do you go by?
1: So when I meet people, that's what they call me. But I like my full name is just Joe Johnson. Mm -hmm. But I ran into this huge problem whenever I started creating content that no one could find me. Interesting. Because J-O is so like in so many names, like it's in John, Joanna, like think of all the names that J-O's in and how common Johnson is. So I was competing with all of those people when people would look me up. Right. And so when Matt and I got married, I was like I'm not changing my name and I didn't change my name, but on all of my social I added his name because now people can find me.
0: Right, but people have to call you Jojo. Oh, all the time. Yeah, I think I thought that for like a second and then there was a day where I like actually went to your profile and I was like, "Oh, it's Joe," John, like obviously, but all you the time.
1: Yeah. And I will say it doesn't bother me that much. I and I, I don't correct people. I'm, like, infinite. You don't correct them? No, it doesn't bother me that much. I'm, like, it's fine. I don't want them to feel bad. And, it like, it doesn't bother me. Like, for instance, people will walk up when we have the baby with us and be, like, oh, my gosh, he's so cute. He's so handsome. And Matt and I are just, like, he is so handsome. Isn't he? <laughs> like,
0: it like it doesn't oh affect God, me. That's, yeah, that's you know? so funny. Yeah. Okay. So I think uh, just something I wanted to, I guess, preface, the like, my audience with, too, is just how... Like a lot of guests I've had on the podcast in the past are very much in my like niche of things like super van life, like crazy, like outdoor adventure type of weird, like unique lifestyles, I guess. And I feel like it could possibly come across like random to have someone who is a bit different in content, at least uh, than myself. But something I was really excited about is I mentioned in the intro to this as well is just that. I have finally found my person and him and I are like super happy together and I always thought I was going to be like Chelsea Handler. I was always like I'm just going to be like 50, 60 <laughs> years old and then I will want The
1: hot end. Exactly
0: and like you know the one with like a bottle of wine in her hand and I was just going to be fun and uh, I was honestly like fine doing that. I didn't feel like I was missing anything but then I just you know happened to literally fall in love and so with that relationship has come just like a completely different uh, like perspective of what my future will look like. And so I've found myself over this last year-ish, but probably even just six months, like loving like more lifestyle mom you know has a baby or like is pregnant and like following that journey and TikTok's also made that way more fun and accessible like you're just scrolling and then you somebody pops up and you're like oh my god i love her and so then you get to see them pregnant and then you see the baby and it's like a whole thing but yeah so it's might be random slightly compared to past content on this podcast but for my life and like where I kind of see myself headed it actually is like like I admire you in a lot of ways and I'm you make me so excited to like go through these phases of my life that I didn't really expect to be going through so I'm super happy to have you here that makes me
1: so happy to hear and you know it's funny because I have loved following you because it's this thing that I like didn't do that I find so fascinating yeah and we used to travel a ton and I think that's the beautiful thing about TikTok is you're getting to see people live their lives in different ways that's most fulfilling for them. Right. Rather than thinking that it's this one size fits all path. But yes, as you were talking, you're saying I'm a little different from, you know, the usual guests that you have. I'm kind of giggling to myself because I feel like your usual guests are doing these really cool, different paths. And I'm like that really basic, like graduated college, got a job, then got married, moved in, you know. Yeah and then had a baby. And so I am that just very traditional path, but...
0: Right, but that's, it's by far the most relatable thing. Like, you know, I've kind of cultivated a community of people who, you know, a lot of them do sure live in vans, but it's not like I have hundreds of thousands of people who all live in vans. It's really people like yourself who just enjoy following somebody who's not doing what they're doing. And I know that. And so I think it's really cool that you probably do have a large percentage of your community that are like women who live a similar life and really enjoy seeing Another woman living a similar life, like it's it's funny because it probably is very different, but yeah. Where are you from? And like, I know you you bopped around. I feel like a little bit.
1: Yeah. So I'm from Missouri. Uh, I was born in Texas, but I had my first birthday in Missouri, uh, and I grew up there my entire childhood. But I have family in Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota, and so we frequently kind of bopped around all of those places. And my husband's family is from North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota. And oddly enough, we didn't know each other. We both grew up in Springfield, Missouri, but we grew up vacationing at the same lakes in Minnesota and Iowa, but didn't know one another. And so, yeah, and then landed in Arkansas right. for college. And I love where I live with all of my heart. I, uh, we love to travel, but I really wanted to have a secure home base and we fell in love with Northwest Arkansas and have been here. I've been here for ten years now.
0: Wow! Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like you are—you've got to be like the biggest salesperson for Northwest Arkansas on the internet. Like I've <laughs> never wanted to move somewhere more random in my entire life so badly. Like every time you always say like, "Oh, this new place just opened," and I'm like, "I, why do I want to go to Northwest Arkansas?" That's like not never been on my list, but it is now. <laughs> well,
1: please come visit because no one believes me online, and it is the coolest place. There's so much happening here. There's so much infrastructure. There's so much small business. And the community is just, like I said, we've traveled a ton. Um, I've been to, I think, like 40 of 50 states. And Mm -hmm. I've just never been anywhere like it.
0: That's so interesting because I've never even been to Arkansas, I don't think. Like even I do a lot of like obviously driving around to different places. And if you know I'm going to this cross-country trip to somewhere else like I could drive through Arkansas and for some reason I don't think I ever actually have so that's interesting
1: well it's also beautiful it's super beautiful and nobody knows
0: yeah I didn't know that. like we
1: we have I mean they're like mini mountains it's not like Colorado or anything but we have the Ozark Mountains and incredible hiking we have the second most uh mountain biking trails in the country okay and like all of this outdoor life, people travel from all over to go rock climbing mm-hmm. here. It's really cool. I could do a whole pitch. They should really hire me as, like, travel Northwest <laughs> Arkansas. <what> s-
0: <laughs> I know. How you're not working with, like, a tourism board for Northwest Arkansas is honestly beyond me. Okay, so when you were eight, you're 18, where did you go to college? Arkansas. Oh, that's when you moved to Arkansas. That's how right. I landed okay. here. What college did you go to?
1: So I went to the University of Arkansas because my husband... We dated in high school and the best worst decision I ever made was following him to college. I was like determined to not do it and I don't recommend it to anyone, but it worked really well for us. We didn't have our friend groups didn't overlap at all. I didn't want to see him on campus and we actually ended up breaking up after college. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, we, I went to the university of Arkansas and I fell in love. With it. Uh, and it was really nice because so my mom has multiple sclerosis. It's something I talk a lot about on my platform. And my family was in Springfield and Northwest Arkansas is only two hours away. And I was mm-hmm. really struggling when I made the college decision. I really had this, you know, I wanted to go somewhere far away and experience new things. But with my mom's health, I wanted to be within driving distance if an emergency happened. I wasn't looking for flights and, you know, getting stuck somewhere trying to get home. And so Arkansas was kind of the best of all worlds. It was far enough to where I didn't have to go home on the weekends, but I could. Uh, And I still got to experience a whole new group of people and a whole new culture because a lot of the people that went to the University of Arkansas, Northwest Arkansas very much has Midwest energy, but Southern Arkansas has Southern energy. And. We have a lot of students from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi. Uh, And so my college experience was my first experience with Southern people. So that was really interesting. I learned a
0: lot.
1: And yeah, that's how I landed here.
0: Interesting. Okay. And so what did you go to school for?
1: I went to school for small business entrepreneurship, and I had a minor in marketing.
0: Okay. So we were always building towards kind of what we've landed in. I went to school for similarly for for marketing. But I'm assuming you didn't think that you were going to like be Miss TikTok like star, <laughs> um, considering it did not exist then.
1: No, but I have been creating daily content since high school. Ooh. So I was really into photography. And I was a wedding photographer for five years. I shot weddings all over the country and internationally. I shot 217 weddings before I finally yeah was done last fall. And I was doing photography in high school and I did something called a 365, which was huge on Flickr.
0: Okay. I do know Flickr.
1: And so Flickr was the big photo platform and I was creating daily content there. I would post a photo every single day. It was a challenge. A lot of photographers did. I wasn't very good. Like (laughs) they at the, they would do these incredible artistic, like in Photoshop, like these sceneries that were like fairy tale and Anyway, I really tried Mm -hmm. and I did a bunch of weird stuff. I'd make my friends like go naked out in the woods and let me take their picture. I don't know. Oh my
0: God. I love it. It was wild. Why do I feel like everyone has had a friend who has done that? (laughs) Like whether they took you or someone else. I feel like all of my friends at some point have like done weird shit for a friend's photography. Like everyone.
1: Matt, (laughs) I have pictures of Matt and his brother like covered in paint. Yeah, and they're like eight of them covered in paint, and they're like hands and all these things.
0: Yeah. Anyway, yeah. What were so, they thinking um, during those photo shoots? Like, what were what, there? Was that were know, they just there for it, or were they like, Joe? What are you? What are we doing? No, you know, no. Everybody was
1: always really encouraging. I was definitely the weird girl, but like everybody was like, "No, that's cool. Like, it's cool that you're weird. Whatever." Like, yeah. I, I was really well. And the other thing that I'll say about high school me is I didn't hear when people were making fun of me. Like. I've always been a little clueless. And so somebody can be making fun of me to my face. And I'm like, no, they like me. And
0: <laughs> Honestly, that is the best possible like perspective to have on life.
1: Yeah. And so I learned after high school that the people in high school really didn't like me that much from my best friend <laughs> and my husband. And it's really funny because my team now, they're like, oh, no, you had to have been like cool in high school. And thankfully, I have my husband who knew me. And my best friend from high school lives in New York City. But I actually FaceTimed her the other day to prove it to somebody. I was like, was I cool? She's like, oh, no, everybody hated her.
0: I was like, oh, Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. Yeah, I would have absolutely never guessed that.
1: Yeah, no, and I had no, I didn't, me either, you know.
0: I didn't, I didn't have a (laughs) clue. I feel like so many kids these days are like, teach me your ways, please. I'm a little too aware. It's a great perspective to have.
1: Yeah, it was a wild ride. But uh, yeah, so I was doing photography. And so I've made daily content forever. And I hopped on TikTok really early. Like I was definitely too old. Not really. But you know, the demographic was really young, but I really enjoyed it. I was like, this is cool. And I can see that video content's up and coming. And when the pandemic hit, all my weddings got canceled.
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: And Matt... His job never went uh, remote. He was in office because he made wet wipes at the time, and you remember toilet paper and toilet tissue, and he made,
0: <gasps> yes. like
1: wet wipes and flushable toilet tissue and all that. And so he was at the plant, and I was just home by myself for months.
0: So I started learning TikTok dances. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. Just trying to keep yourself busy.
1: Yeah, because I don't really get into TV. Like everybody else was watching the Lion Show. Oh, what was Tiger King?
0: Oh yeah, the Tiger Show.
1: Everybody was watching Tiger King, and I was over here like do do, like trying to learn all my dance moves. But no, I would have never guessed that I am where I am.
0: Yeah. So where was like the turning point in your like uh, making content for as a hobby to? actually making enough money to retire your husband it
1: happened so fast yeah I have
0: a very similar experience
1: yeah I was doing weddings full-time and I set the goal in 2020 I wanted 2020 to be my last year relying on my full-time income of photography and so I knew I wanted to go a different direction content was not Mm -hmm. even in the scope though as something that was going to pay me enough to do that. And so I was like, maybe I'll do education and I'll work with photographers on their business. You know, I really enjoy that side. So I started working on that. And then at the start of 2021, I was like, okay, I think I'm making enough with this education side of things that I can slow down. I'm only going to book six weddings. And then by the end of 2021, I was like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. closing the education business. I'm not doing that at all. I'm just doing content. Right. It happened really quickly. I really, in June of 2021... When we had Gardner, my daughter, that's when we were like, okay, I think that this can be your full time gig. And then it was about six months of me begging Matt to leave his job.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I love that though.
1: But it's intimidating because, you know, is content forever? I don't know. But also, can you be in it for four or five years and work really hard, stay really busy? And if things don't pan out after that, like go back to, quote-unquote real world
0: right you know i don't know yeah, for sure which i also think and i'm just now learning a lot about these types of things but my real goal is especially in the van like you know i don't have a lot of bills and other things to pay so if i can make as much money as possible with content and doing what I do now and either save as much, but while like simultaneously getting like buying assets, like I would love to like buy a few houses and like try and Airbnb them in the meantime. But then at least I have money in certain places because like my parents are always concerned about that. Like, what are you going to do in 10 years? Um, Which they're very supportive of what I'm currently doing. But that's what I've always explained to them is if I can make enough, to turn it into something else in the meantime, then even if like social media doesn't last forever, I hopefully will have already like set myself up for success. And I do think that that's, I mean, as of now, that's definitely possible.
1: Yeah, and I don't think social media is going anywhere, but I do think it's gonna evolve. Right. And I hope that it evolves because I think right now, the way advertising's working and with content creators and just general businesses, I don't know that it's like the most ethical layout. Right. And I don't necessarily love that. So I'd like to see change happen. I just don't know how change, you know, how the world works. I mean, it seems that when changes like that take place, it's not the big businesses and the social media platform that end up hurting, yeah. you know, yeah, totally. it's the people utilizing it. And so I think that as changes come, it'll be us that it impacts. But I also kind of want those changes to come. So I'm trying to prepare. Mm-hmm and balance everything correctly
0: because I want to be on the right side of it too. Right. What kind of changes are, do you want to see like in what elaborate a little bit on ethical stuff and like the changes that you'd like to see? I'd like to
1: see more transparency Mm -hmm. because I know that right now FTC guidelines are saying, you know, you need to make sure that you say hashtag ad or that you, you know, do this and that. But I also feel like the way the platforms act They reward us not following those FTC guidelines. And and I just think that's really broken because they want us to pay them the money to do the ad or whatever. So whenever you start following rules, you – I don't know. I I don't know how to fix it. Yeah. (laughs) But I hope that it will be fixed because I think that whenever I'm watching people's advertisements – it's really obvious to me that it's an advertisement. And then I talk to my friends who aren't involved in the social world, and I learn quickly they have no idea.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And that scares me.
0: Right, well, and also though it is really true, which I don't know if maybe this was what you're necessarily saying, but it's really frustrating that, like you said, there's all these rules to making sponsored content be as apparent as possible, which I always do follow those rules, but, like there's no question which I know this isn't the most appealing thing to talk about with you know people who don't do this for a living but like your engagement will suck on everything sponsored because like they're the platforms themselves are literally just not showing it to anyone and it's like well I only get to make you money if I keep making money doing this. And so like there has to be some sort of like give and take or like a balance of those things. I know it's always going to be a little lower because some people don't want to engage in sponsored content. I totally get that. But there's like an obvious difference in where the platform is prioritizing content if it's sponsored. And so it's like annoying.
1: I also think there's going to be a big shift just in our generation because we have such expectation of we get everything for free. And right. I, I don't even think that we know that we're like that. But, you know, even education, everything you can access online yourself now. Y- you have to do the work of gathering the information, teaching yourself, doing all of those things. But it's unlike it's ever been before. So I'm curious how that's going to keep panning out too.
0: Right. Yeah. For sure. That's so interesting.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I took us completely off topic, but that's been that's something I spend a lot of time thinking about because I want to. My goal in having this giant platform is I want to be as ethical as I can doing it.
0: Right. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, that's something I try and be as ethical as possible, definitely when it comes to being transparent about sponsored things, but I would be straight up lying if I said it was something that I put a lot of like time and energy into thinking about, which I mean, it's one of those things where we could have this conversation and then I leave feeling like, okay, maybe that is something I should consider a little bit more in my like daily life doing this for a living. Cause it's really not something I think about too often. Cause to me, it's just, I'm, I'm my parents have always made fun of me because like I am a rule follower just to the T like, like I my dad too. always uses this analogy that when I was playing soccer as a little kid, the coach told me you're on defense. I'm like six. He's like, you're on defense. You don't cross the, the half line of the field. You, you like, you know, defense stays on the back end of the field. I said, noted coach okay and i would get my dad always says i would get to the line and i would like i can't step a toe over the line like i'm not allowed and so but that's like how i've always just lived my life i'm like (laughs) but he said i couldn't do it and so when they tell me these are the ftc guidelines i'm like okay and i just like don't think a whole lot about it and like i don't even notice if someone is like not following them or following them as long as i'm like just trucking along it's yeah it's just not been something that i've put a lot of like effort into thinking about i guess It's it's a lot.
1: I don't know. I've thought a lot about it just because I've talked to so many friends who they watch content creators and then expect their lives to be a certain way. Right. And I don't want that for the people that are keeping up with me online. I want them to leave feeling good, not Mm. like they're not enough ever.
0: Right, right, right. Which I think you do a great job at. That's something, I mean, in the, the mom world of blogging and stuff, I've loved over this the last few years, not even last few years, probably since TikTok, the like honesty and rawness of women showing what it's really like I feel like five years ago on Instagram it was all look at my cute precious baby and like I look like I never had a child at all and now women are like it's been months and I'm still in diapers like I hate I hate everything I love my baby but I hate my life right now and it's like honestly that is so helpful to someone who doesn't have kids because I know for a fact I will walk into like motherhood with that like idea and I was intimidated by all of the people who were just obsessed with motherhood because I was like I just don't see myself be I I think I'm going to love it obviously I'm going to love my baby and I'm going to love that phase of my life and like you know changing in that way but I feel like I'm going to have a lot of ups and downs and so it was always really intimidating not getting that and so anyways end of the monologue but I feel like TikTok has done a great job as have you specifically of just being like this is it's not all like rose-colored glasses over here. Yes and I completely agree and thank you. but yeah I just I have always appreciated that which actually leads me kind of to my next question. I would love if you had advice to give someone in your position where like a lot of people these days are moving into vans to grow a following. Like it's kind of, a, 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 th- th- these days, it's kind of an easy uh, trick of the trade. Like, you know, it is it is a fast track to 10K if that's really what your only goal is. Like living in a van is probably gonna do that for you. But for the, you know, pregnant women, new moms, people who have followed a more traditional lifestyle, I would love if you had advice for somebody who like wanted to grow a following or like, I hate saying grow a following, that sounds just ick, but like do social media for a living and make money doing it. And have a successful career in that way who have followed a more traditional lifestyle and they don't feel as though their life is exciting enough to show or people won't be interested in them? You know,
1: my best advice is understanding why you want to do what you're doing. Because a lot of people that I meet who say, I really want to make content and I want to create content. I'm like, why? And they'll tell me, well, I want to stay home with my kids or I want to work from home. Or, Uh you know, answers like that. And I I understand that you see this as a route to fulfill that, but that's not why you want to make content. That's why you want to be home. That's why you want to make money. And so it's finding what are you trying to talk about to an audience? What are you trying to give them? Is it entertainment? Is it confidence? Is it a product? Uh, is it making their life easier, happier? Whatever it may be. And maybe it's a mix of all of those things because I don't think of myself as somebody who's like really niched down. I like to talk about it all. I like to share my life. But I know that my why is when somebody needs like comfort or needs to feel good, I want them to be able to come to my page and feel inspired and feel confident in themselves And that's why I'm doing it is so that they don't feel alone in their experiences. So if if content creation is something you really want to get into, understanding what you're trying to provide people and what your why is, I think is the fastest track to a sustainable following because you can live in a van and grow 10K quick. And then decide I don't want to live in a van anymore. And now you've grown a following just of people who wanted to follow van content. Exactly. But now you want to live by Disney and go to Disney World every day. You know whatever it is. And so at the root of it, that doesn't grow you something that's sustainable. Mm-hmm. So really figuring out why am I doing this? What do I want to provide? And once you have that figured out, right? Really focusing on providing that. And another thing that I always tell people is you really don't need that many followers. You, you need a community, a dedicated right. community more than anything.
0: Right. For sure. Do you, out of curiosity, do you have a favorite platform? Is there one that you enjoy creating more on?
1: Yeah. Instagram's always been my favorite because I love photography in a way that isn't very valid. Now, I feel like no one really cares about still images anymore. But I think the beauty in still images is you can tell such a story from such a small moment, and it doesn't necessarily automatically mean you're oversharing. Mm -hmm. Whereas the thing I love about TikTok is how raw and honest that it is. But I think I still favor Instagram because I feel like I get to interact with the people who follow me more.
0: Right in like your DMs and stuff specifically, because I feel that way. Like I never check my TikTok DMs ever.
1: No, I don't either because nobody ever actually sends me messages. I get like random videos and weird things. And I'm like, you can't interact with people there the same way that you can interact with people on Instagram. And for me, that's my favorite part. I I like talking with people and really building that community. And I don't feel like TikTok has that Part down yet. But uh, Instagram's always been my favorite for the way that I can connect with people. I like TikTok better for the way that I don't worry about what people think about me on TikTok.
0: Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm the exact same way. Which
1: is such a weird dynamic because I think a lot of the people that follow me on Instagram follow me on TikTok and vice versa. But on Instagram, I get much more apprehensive to share things. Right.
0: Yeah, I noticed, this is the weirdest thing to notice, by the way, but I, a lot of times I see your content pop up on TikTok and I open up Instagram and I see, like, the same video because you're always at the top of my feed on both. And so it's like, I just, I noticed that you post, as we all do, you post on both those platforms, but you didn't post, this is the creepiest thing that I noticed, but it was such a weird, random thing that I was like, oh, funny, like that That feels like something that I would do. But there was like a video um, about Matt, like he's not talking to other girls with a fatter ass. Yeah. But I noticed that I got on Instagram shortly after that for like to just be on. And I was like, I don't think she posted that video on Instagram, probably because of this conversation. And I was like, people... TikTok is all these girls who are like, ah yes, oh my God, show us more. And Instagram may be slightly more judgmental or like have some different perspective. Am I out of line?
1: <laughs> yeah, and people on Instagram don't get
0: it. Right. They literally don't understand. Like they don't
1: they don't get the trend. And so then I, I feel like I've posted some things to Instagram reels wise where the comment section has been so vile that yeah, I really try to watch what I share there more because I don't have the energy to deal with it. Not that you even have to deal with it. And I know that people say, oh, you're a content creator. It comes with the territory. You need to put up with it, whatever. But it still impacts you to get on your profile and to constantly see notifications of just hate comments from people that don't even know you.
0: Right. Yeah. i I don't. I often stop looking at yes, comments.
1: Same. No, I've had to do the same thing. And I've had to really like hold down and click not interested on all the conversations we're constantly having about kids on social media apps, Mm -hmm. I get so worn down from it that I have to just like remove myself. And so it's just it's It's hard. It really is.
0: Yeah. How has like your dynamic with work changed at all since Matt has become a stay at home dad? How when did was that shift, by the way?
1: So that shift was in mid-February. Okay. And uh, I don't know that my day to day has changed that much, there's just less stress because we're both here and he's able to be more involved and I have a little more freedom. Mm -hmm. And really though, until we move into our, we're in the middle of a renovation and
0: yeah, I want to talk about that too. Yeah.
1: We're just a few weeks out from it being done. And I feel like until that is done, I don't know what my life is. Like, I don't know what has changed, what's different because we're beat bopping from like meeting to meeting to phone call to this, to that. Things have been so chaotic that it's just a weird season in general. Right. But when that's done, I think it's going to be really good having him home. And I'm just grateful to be doing something that is allowing us to spend so much time with our daughter.
0: I will just fill you guys in. So I, my microphone, we had a bit of a technical difficulty. We're thriving and it is fine, but we had an off mic conversation. And so now, to be honest, I'm not sure where exactly we were. That's okay. We'll resume. Yeah. I was going to say something about the renovation, I know, and I wanted to jump into that. So if you want to share any and all of the details about your literally most beautiful home I've ever seen, I show Henry. He's always like, what are you showing me? And I'm like, it's, you don't know her, but it's a house, Henry. Just look at the house, like the, like pantry, the closets, just the organizational things. I'm a fiend for all of that.
1: We're so excited. So in December of 2020... I was driving around. So I love real estate. I love real estate. When you were talking about earlier that you'd like to own a couple Mm -hmm. Airbnbs possibly or start investing in real estate, I was like, oh, let's talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) So Matt and I have owned three homes, three different homes in three years. So we bought a house when we moved in together and then we built the house that we live in right now. And we had owned this house for a year when I was driving down some back roads and I saw a for sale sign. Okay. (laughs) And I came home and I said, Matt, I talked to Rachel, who's our realtor, and she's showing us a house tomorrow. And he said, excuse me, we just got done building a house and moved into it. We're doing what now? Oh, my gosh. And I said, we're going to look at this house. I saw it. It has three acres. You know, this is what we want. He's like, not right now. It's not. It's not what we want right now. And we went and it was so good. It needed extensive renovating, but the price was so good on it. And we went ahead mm-hmm. and offered way under and we set the expectation in our head. And we were like, if they come back over, whatever, we're not going to do it. And it was ridiculous. There's no way they're going to go that low, you know? And we got the counter offer back and they came in five under what we had said that if it mm-hmm. was that we would do it, it was five under. And so we... Got the number on the phone and Matt goes, shit. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> and but so, so good.
1: Yeah, we bought it in December of 2020. We closed and we spent four months, uh, almost five months, working on the redesign. So figuring out what walls we were going to move, what walls we were going to keep. Uh, the layout, everything. We knew at the beginning that we wanted it to be accessible for my mom. She is in a power chair. Right. And so widen hallways. How do we make the bathrooms work for her, et cetera. And uh, we started demo in April. We got four months into the project and then decided none of it was really going to work for my mom. So why not just go ahead and make the project bigger and do an entire right. in-law suite addition? And so uh, there is a full kitchen, living dining bedroom and bathroom that's all accessible made for my mom's needs and uh, yeah we're gonna be done in about a month
0: oh my god that's so exciting especially after like that's a pretty long process as i'm sure like a lot of renovations are but that's so exciting and your parents are gonna be there
1: yeah i'm excited it's been a big project so the house that we built that we live in right now wasn't custom we made some custom changes and things but it was a spec home And so uh, the difference between a spec home and custom is they kind of lay out all the options for you and they're like, you can have A, B or C. And then you're like, okay, I like B and which is fun. And it's still hard to make decisions, but this renovation's completely custom. And so it's like, it's not A, B or C. It's like, you have the pick of anything in the entire world that you want, you know, what's your budget and what do you like? Right. And so that's been really overwhelming, but absolutely just a blast. We've had so much fun.
0: Yeah. How did you find contractors to do that?
1: I had a connection from a friend who had used a contracting team that she just said was phenomenal. And so we interviewed and we walked through with them and we got quotes from a couple of different places. And I just felt the most comfortable with them and our like energy really vibed, which I think is really important. If you're taking on a big project, is finding somebody that you really get along with and that your work ethic is similar. And then once you figure that out, you can really take it on. So I, I found it through friend references.
0: Yeah, nice. Before getting a new van, we were looking at houses in Joshua Tree, California to Airbnb, just because it's like, it's just an area that will always be so popular because everyone i love that area yeah everyone first we love that area like our relationship it, it means a lot to us in terms of our relationship and stuff the dogs love it there it's nice all year so we always end up in that area when it's winter and like van lifers tend to migrate with the weather and so we we go there a lot anyways and we'd be able to airbnb it successfully for sure it's like near coachella it's all it's all of those types of things i slept outside there Outside where? That's the only time I've ever slept
1: outside. Really? In Joshua Tree. Like I slept just <laughs> on the ground, which I know probably doesn't sound that crazy, but to no, that me is it was. Funny. And we ended up being surrounded with coyotes, and they like all were sleeping with us while I was there. I'm not kidding. Could
0: you see them? Yeah. Like no, they were like right there with us. You, you were like a pack of coyotes together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They just like laid down all around us, like they were just buds. Like they were like, oh, we're sleeping here with these people. You were not terrified. No, because the person that was leading the group was like, oh, this is normal. It's fine. And I was like, "Okay, it's fine.
0: (laughs) And it was. Oh, I have never heard something like that. When we hear coyotes, we like because we have our dogs and we travel exclusively with the dogs. Yes. And so when we I mean, there's been plenty of times where we wake up in Joshua Tree and I I, the dogs will start barking. And so I peek my head out before opening the doors. And there's like a coyote like this just happened the other day. A coyote was like peeing on my tire. And I was like, can you get out of here? Like, I need to let my dogs out. But that's so funny. Why were you sleeping on the ground? You were in a group?
1: I was out there for a photography workshop.
0: Oh, okay. Honestly, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And we we stayed at a really cool Airbnb first. And then the second night, we literally, we slept outside.
0: <laughs> just slept outside on the ground. It's great. Like in sleeping bags? Yeah.
1: Okay. At least you had sleeping bags. You just slept yeah. outside on the ground. Yeah. We were in sleeping bags. No, that would be really cold, <laughs>
0: yeah. I, think. Well, that's, <laughs> I think. You were like, we're just been... sleeping on the ground. I'm like, fun photography class. In
1: sleeping bags. <laughs> Let me clarify. Yeah, no, it was wild. I will never forget that experience because, yeah, there were just coyotes, but we didn't have any small animals with us or anything that we were concerned about them.
0: Yeah, I have a little, this this one right here. I'm very
1: familiar with her. She's like
0: hardly an yep. afternoon snack. But okay, so anyways, my only experience with realtors was in Joshua Tree. We're like looking for, you know, property and whatever. We go down to Mexico and we're in Baja. And I was like kind of interested in potentially getting property in Baja because it's so cheap because it's in Mexico. And like, there's really no Airbnbs. We're not actually going to do this anymore. I've realized it's probably not the best thing to do. But we were just like, you know, talking to different uh, realtors in Baja and asking, like, you know, what contracting looks like, because a lot of the houses aren't very, like, attractive, even, like, in nice areas and stuff. They're not, like, the aesthetic of what you want, like, an Airbnb to be, I guess, in the United States. And everybody was like, don't do it. You cannot get contractors... I know this is a Mexico like specific situation, but they were like, uh, you'll pay six different contracting companies and they'll all take your money and bounce. And so that I was like, "Okay." And like everybody was saying that, that it's just you give people who need money a lump sum of money and they're obviously just going to like run away with it. So now just the whole industry of contracting honestly gives me just a little bit of like, I guess here's to hoping that this all works out exactly how we want it to. Well, and I think that happens a lot even in the U.S. Okay.
1: I've heard that story I don't know how many times from people where they had a contractor that didn't follow through on what they said they were going to
0: yeah. do. Oh, that's terrifying.
1: And so I think if you're looking to hire somebody, asking for references is really mm. good. And so and asking to see their previous work, talk with other people they've worked with, I think that if you find a good contractor, they're going to be happy to say, yeah, these are four custom homes I've done in the last two years talk with the customer, like, they'll be happy to speak with you. Really get right. that information.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because
1: that's scary. I it's know. a lot of money.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like most of your money, I imagine. Like, most people are, like, pouring a lot of their money into... Right where they're gonna live and like have a family and stuff. But yeah, oh my gosh, you're, I have shown Henry so many pictures of your guys renovations because it's its the arched doorways, which are very common in Joshua Tree. And so it's something that I actually, I'm gonna try and put in my next van and just- Cool. Yeah, I have like a little pocket door behind my driver's seats. And so I'm thinking like right now, it's like a rectangular just door. And so I think it'd be cool if yeah. I had a pocket door that was like an arched doorway. It would look cool, That'd right? That'd be really cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's you, Um, I can tell you have a similar Just like a thing for like organization, like all of the storage stuff, all of the space, all of the like drawers in the cabinets, just like a lot of them. I'm just like, oh Mm -hmm. my God, she's honestly... You're really giving me all of the the things I need on Pinterest all of the time. Well,
1: get even more excited because I splurged And instead of hiring people to move us, I hired people to unpack and organize us.
0: (laughs) Honestly, I love that. Like professional organizers? Yeah.
1: Like we're going to take on the hell that's moving. We're Mm going to pack it all ourselves. We're just going to take carload by carload over to the new house. And then I hired uh, Restore the Home. They're in Northwest Arkansas. And she came and, like, measured all of my cabinets and is working through, like, the organization. She's going to fully stock our pantry, like, and do all the stuff because I just want that fresh when you move in, everything being in its spot.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure.
1: I'm good at keeping stuff in its spot, but I'm not necessarily good at the initial, like, this is where stuff should live for it to function yeah, like the, the best. Yeah, like assigning. Yes
0: assigning spots yeah i'm the
1: same way she did our current house whenever we moved in she did our pantry and unpacked our kitchen and our kitchen works just so efficiently and she put things in places that like i wouldn't like for instance she used these like organizational racks that are wide and then they have wires coming up and that's what stores all of our pans and all of our like serving boards Mm -hmm. and stuff up above the fridge and it's just used in a way that i would not have ever thought of using it right
0: that makes sense okay and I don't know. I yeah,
1: highly recommend. It does it for yeah, you. 10 out of 10. <laughs> it's, it's definitely like there is nothing better than everything having a place. When she first helped me, she told me, and this has stuck with me so heavily, she asked me, does your silverware ever not end up where it goes? And I was like, well, no, like the silverware goes in the silverware container. And she's like, Yeah. And everything in your life will operate like that if it has a place. I was like, oh.
0: Interesting. That was just such a, you know, it makes sense. But I was like, wow. Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, I'm not good at doing things like that. Same. Which in small spaces is super helpful. Henry's very good at those things. Like he hangs his leash here, and he does this here, and so like he operates very efficiently in his space. And I am like a chicken with my head cut off. Like I literally am just a disaster. That's when you when we first got on here, and we were like trying to figure out the mic stuff, and you were like, "I'm just a disaster." I was like, "Dude, I literally say that every day." (laughs) Like, well, we're we're in this together, seriously. Okay. Well, (laughs) so I'd love to talk about just future plans, future stuff before we like head off of here. I mean, I know we're talking about the renovation and stuff, but do you have anything in the works that we need to know about that I'd like to know about?
1: Yeah, we have a lot of things in the works. I feel like uh, we have a podcast coming, which I'm really excited about. That's something that Mm -hmm. our following on TikTok has been asking for for a really long time. Uh, I'm really excited about that. We're going to be moving into the house, and then we just have an exciting summer. Lots of fun things are happening. A lot of my friends are having babies, so there's going to be a lot of uh, baby showers and hosting and time with family, and I am really excited because we're starting to build our raised bed garden, too. What is that? We're going to have a vegetable garden at the
0: house. Oh, okay. I'm just realizing I could have asked you a million plant questions because you're also the queen of all plants. Okay, yes, but tell me about the garden.
1: Yeah. And so I think that's the thing that's coming up that I'm most excited for, which really tells me that I'm aging. But I'm doing a stem cut floral garden and I'm going to do vegetables, some fruits. And my goal is in the next couple of years to be able to pick dinner from our own garden. Mm -hmm. And I'm just jazzed about that. And I'm excited about creating content around it and taking people along because I feel like a lot of the gardening content out there is people who have done it for years and are really educated in it and I think there are a lot of people who are interested who are scared to stumble along so I'm excited to take people along as I stumble (laughs) my way through it
0: (laughs) yeah no I just followed a girl maybe yesterday because it was the first time I mean I knew people is it
1: gardening with Tara it
0: has to be it's what she literally walked out of her door and went and filled this basket so beautifully with a bunch of stuff from her garden and then she like made a delicious looking meal from this like basket of stuff and i was like she's like cutting um asparagus stalks like out of her garden and i read the comment section the whole comment section was like uh no wonder asparagus is so expensive it grows in like one and one and one and i was like okay this is informational and also like the coolest thing i've ever seen her and i are mutuals on tiktok and i have been trying to build up the
1: courage to send her a message and be like help me
0: Oh my god, that's so I'm sure she would love to.
1: Yeah, we're in different zones because she's in California, I think. And so she's zone 9. But I'm like, I'm zone 7. That's the thing you learn about gardening, like all the different zones and things for plants.
0: Yeah, what does that mean? Is it like soil stuff? Yeah, soil
1: temperature, like how cold it gets at night versus how warm it gets during the day, etc. And so like what plants will thrive because some plants, like to get maple syrup, it needs to be below freezing during the night, but above freezing during the day. Okay. But you
0: can tap any maple tree. Okay. Have you done this? Have you worked with maple trees? No, I just read a lot about this stuff. I was gonna say something tells me there's not a lot of that in Arkansas.
1: No, I read all about it this year though, because I thought how fun would that be with your mm. kids? Like when our kids get older, kids one child. I mm-hmm. hope to have more. But uh, you know, if someday we have a bunch of kids, how fun would it be that every like spring when it's starting to get a little bit warmer, you like tap your maple trees and make real like maple syrup?
0: Oh my god, yeah, that sounds amazing.
1: It sounds fun. So I did a bunch of research into it so we could do it next year.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well also even just gardening, I feel like with Gardener, your daughter. I know. But like doing stuff like that, like I feel like is such, like those are such fun little childhood memories to have, like spending outside, like outside of the usual, like, you know biking through your cul-de-sac or, like, doing things like that. Just, like, little bonding things like a vegetable garden. Like, that's so resourceful for a little kid to learn so early. Yeah, and
1: I I don't know what your take is on it, but I feel like our whole generation lacks those skills.
0: A million percent, yes. That's that's really what like, I mean. we don't
1: know how to sew we don't know how to garden, we don't know how to jar or can. I'm like, if something in this world happens, we are
0: so in trouble. So screwed. Yeah. And I mean, even with COVID, it would have been honestly nice. It would have been kind of helpful. Exactly. Yeah, that's funny. Well, that sounds amazing. Well, I'm excited for your new podcast too. I feel like that's going to go over so well. I'm sure everyone on TikTok wants to hear from Matt all of the time. How do you get him to do These dances. How can I? What do I say to Henry? Yes. Don't tell me that he's asking you to do. He
1: he doesn't ask me to do them. No. But he doesn't care. Okay. He's he's always down. A couple years ago, whenever the the WAP dance Mm -hmm. was happening, do you remember that? Yes. So Matt's like the king of giving into peer pressure. So like if (laughs) if somebody else tells him, not me, like he won't give in to me. But if somebody else tells him it's a good idea, he like commits. So somebody was like, Oh Matt, it would be so funny if you learned the WAP dance. And Matt, like, took it so seriously. He spent an entire afternoon learning this dance and practicing. Because he's like, well, if I'm going to do it, I can't look stupid.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, valid.
1: Yeah. And so the thing is, he just, he really commits. And since people online are like, that's so fun that you do that. It's like, yeah, we're
0: having fun. Yeah, no, it really is. Every single time, it makes me laugh. It's always so funny. I, I like the ones where, um, you have Gardner like in her bass, like in her thing, right there, and you guys are like going to some <laughs> hardcore rap, just like doing a TikTok dance, and your baby is just like, "That's my mom."
1: <laughs> Go yep. mom, and that's gonna be her whole life, probably. Yeah. She will probably know curse words much too young. Oh yeah, and way too much rap music, way too young, and
0: it's okay with yeah. me. As it should be. We love that. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I have. Is there anything that you want to share that you would like to end with at all? Man, I don't
1: have anything that big. I just was, I was really excited for you to invite me on and to talk. And I have been so invested in your content for quite some time. I follow you both on Instagram and on TikTok. And I just, I love what you do. And I love that you're such an example To young women of you don't have to do what everybody tells you to do. Mm -hmm. And it's refreshing to see somebody thrive in that environment. So keep doing what you're doing. And thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, my God. Thank you. It's always funny because I mean, I knew that we were mutuals on TikTok, but you don't really know how much someone like is following you, you know, like to what degree and stuff. But you're you are somebody that I have been like over month after month. I feel like I am so engaged in everything that you're doing. Like I said, it's it's really nice to start getting into like to kind of backtrack. I was so like resistant to the traditional life. My sister, like I said, you really remind me of my sister. She really went the traditional route. And I was like the rowdy, rambunctious, younger, like the baby of the family. And I was very Mm -hmm. not angry about it, but like, I will not do that. Like I am not conforming to like what everyone's telling me to do. And so it's almost really nice to finally feel like relieved in that sense. Like, oh, if I want kids, I like can have them. Like I don't have to be this like wild child all the time.
1: You know, I just had this conversation with somebody this week about how so many people I meet, I realize that it doesn't really matter how much we have in common in what we're doing. It's how much we have in common about like what we really want out of life. And I don't know if that makes any sense. But for me, I never felt pressured to get married. I didn't feel pressure to have kids. Right. I was doing things because it was something that I wanted to do. Yeah. And I wish there were more people following their gut that way. Right. Because I feel like a lot of people end up married and then with kids and then they're like, oh, wait, I wanted to go travel in a van for five years and I didn't because I was following what everybody else told me to. Right. And I don't want to be an example online of like what people should do beyond an example of you should do what feels right to you. And that's what I think you're doing such a phenomenal job with. And I love that you're like in the season now where you're seeing a future in a way that you didn't before and you're good with it. You're rolling with it. You're like, we're pivoting and we're excited about it. And you're going to get to experience all of those things. I just think that's beautiful. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you. I'm super excited about it. I wasn't planning on falling in love. You know, it really changes things a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll shake things up for sure. Yeah, it's definitely shaking things up, but it's also, I mean, he lives in a van too, so it's like, you know, it's it doesn't have to be such a, it, it would be one thing, him and I have talked a lot about, like, it'd be one thing if we, if you fall in love with somebody who lives in a house, but you you live in a van and you don't feel like you're done in the van, then you are, it's such a contrast. Well, like, shit, well, now I'm in love, so what do I have to do? Like, move into a house? Like, that's not what I want. So anyways for us it's been this really nice like gradual thing where it's like let's just enjoy this time as you and I when we don't have kids and we're just like at the beginning of things and like really enjoying each other and like living in vans just traveling the country it's like
1: you can be a van family people do that I know I
0: I don't think I want to be like pregnant with a newborn or anything in a van I just don't see that being fun but I would love to have vans and travel in them like I definitely want my kids to be like van kids like cool little to know this life yeah like I want my kids to be playing outside a lot and to be very like comfortable with all people and every like you know just be cultured in that way like be well-traveled children and so yeah that is something i look forward to but anyways that was a total side rant i love you i'm so happy that you came on thank you for giving me a chunk of your time yeah this was awesome
1: it was nice to finally get to talk truly it was so much fun thank you again for having me
0: yeah of course well we will talk soon bye joe